0: This chapter is dedicated to those who love and appreciate Robert Earl Hickman Jr., better known as Chef Rob, but especially to his wife, his children, his mother and father, and to his siblings, and even to his Uncle Phil, who he had a very special relationship with. In the words of the one that we loved and lost, hallelujah, holla back. Now let's get started.
1: Welcome to the Black Minds Matter podcast. I'm Mac, hanging out with my man Rev, and this is a Nile production. So people, we've been hinting at this topic for quite a while. He's been, throughout the whole podcast, this whole book, he has been, you know, just underwritten, I guess you could say. So today we're going to finally get into it. This is a a, a chapter we pushed off a couple times, because it's it's a tough one. So just... Just hang with us as we get through this. This is a little bit of therapy for ourselves. So, Rev, why don't you go ahead and tell people what we're talking about
0: today? Uh, just to let you guys into what we've been doing and what we've been discussing, um, this, is, this is heavy. Uh, we have 27 chapters um, in each season for a reason, um, because that, that number 27 is very special to us. Uh, it, represents, it represents my brother. Uh, Cam's brother will tell the story a little bit about this guy named Robert Earl Hickman Jr., better known as Rowdy Rob, better known as Chef Rob. Um, and this is our this is our brother. This is my biological big brother, and this is Cam's just big brother through love and and just acceptance and such. So um, the reason we're talking about him in particular is because he's no longer with us. He went home to be with the Lord back in October on October 15, 2016, and you might say, well, why are they talking about this guy? Well, he is somebody that has poured into both of our lives and he is somebody who remains prevalent in our lives and I hear his voice. So if you hear my voice, you hear his voice. If you hear Mac's voice, you hear his voice. You hear his words, I should say. So we're just gonna talk about a little bit. So I'll just, you know, I'll go for a minute um, and we'll sort of talk about his passing. public knowledge, so I'm not portraying any trust or anything in the family, but essentially, back in October of 2016, um, my sister was getting married, and she invited us all to Jacksonville, Florida, and we went down to Jacksonville, Florida uh, for her wedding, and uh, it was actually the day after my birthday, so her wedding was on October 15th. On October 14th, uh, I turned Uh, 35 and it was all good and we hung out so it was like a pre-wedding party for her birthday celebration for me it was super awesome um the next morning everything's good get up we go to her wedding and she um is a beautiful bride I'm one of the groomsmen my brother Rob is one of the groomsmen we do that we go to her reception everything is good everything is well um at her reception She needed to, it was weird. She needed me and my brother to take some furniture back to her house. It was something crazy, just out of the blue. And I got to just spend time with him. Just he and I I was driving a truck and just he and I, and I got to be able to talk to him. And my brother began to speak to me as if God was speaking to me. I can't explain it to you. He was saying things to me that I will remain just between he and I, but he was saying things for me and my brother didn't normally talk to me like that. And we'll get to a little bit why here in a second, but, um, Later on, we went to, uh, we went back to the reception. Everything was good. My sister went off to enjoy her honeymoon. And I asked my brother to go to the beach with me because I was going back to Texas. He was going back to Illinois. Well, upon getting to the beach, we got there. And um, he and I were both uh, in the water. He was in the water, maybe 10 seconds. Uh, He had just got in, I was in for a second. And it was a big rip current that came and it pulled him out to the ocean. And my brother could swim. He was a great swimmer. He taught me how to swim. Um, but uh, he couldn't fight the ocean and he drowned. Unfortunately, it was tough. Um, I was there, I saw it with my eyes, um, really bad. His daughter was standing right there and his wife was standing there. Um, it, was, it was tough to see that happen and and, and he drowned and they, they the lifeguard, uh, the, the paramedics got there, it took him a while to get there. There weren't really any lifeguards on duty. Um, they got him out of the water and um, they pronounced him deceased. So that was pretty tough. Um, So I just want to give you guys background on that. Um, That's one of the reasons I'm still in therapy to this day. We just did chapter 24 with Dr. Moloch talking about therapy. I saw that with my eyes people. And how am I just supposed to bounce back? All I need is Jesus know. I need somebody to go talk to, to deal with that and process that tragic event. I saw my hero, somebody who was older than me by four years. And I had never breathed the breath of life without that man being in my life. So I had to try to start a whole new normal. Um, not that it was normal, but a whole new normal. So um, he made an impact on us though, Cam and I. So um, I'm gonna speak for Mac just a little bit. Mac doesn't have an older brother. He is the oldest male in his family, but he did have an older brother. And that's, that was my brother, Rob. So Mac, I thought of you, man, you want to just either share a story or whatever you got to say about Rob and just pay an ode to the man that we both love and appreciate.
1: Yeah. Um... Man, I just enjoyed time with Rob, man. That was, like he said, that's my big brother. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got to know him on another level. So, like, as you guys know, Rev doesn't smoke, Rev doesn't drink. I did both of those quite a bit. And Rob was my road dog, you know what I'm saying? He he taught me quite a few things on both of those levels. Now, I'm happy that he got away from that in his older years, once he, you know, grew up and started – being a responsible husband, a responsible father. But in the younger years where we were kicking and having fun, man, I just enjoyed spending time with him and then the the type of things that he would talk about, you know, just seeing him laugh. Oh, he had a funny laugh. You oh, recognize it anywhere. I dare not try to repeat it or copy it, but that that was.
0: Yeah, it's tough, guys. Y'all just gonna have to work with us on this one, man. It's still rugged. It's still raw. It's raw emotion. Um, You may hear us just pause sometimes in the middle of the the chapter. And, you know, it might be a hard break. And you're like, why is it a hard break in the chapter? Because this is still rugged and raw. And like he said, so when we were growing up, um, Mac and I, one of the things that we used to bump heads on was getting inebriated. Um, Mac was a um, connoisseur of the smoking arts, put it that way. Right? Yeah, his, yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. Okay. And, and my brother was right along with him. But you know what was cool, man? My brother actually protected me from that stuff. It was crazy. He knew I was a little different, but he would never let me tag along. So much so that, uh, funny story. And, and I don't even know if you know this one, Mac. But um, you know, I, of course, you knew I was the best man in this wedding. Um, the right. thing that I'm proudest of, I said that in, in the uh, talk to me chapter when it was just, just about me, well, I was the best man in his wedding. Now I'm the best man, right? He ain't not take me on yep. his bachelor party. He didn't let me have no <laughs> his bachelor party because he knew he was going out to get his head bad. He was going to be mm-hmm. drinking and smoking. And I'm a, I was full grown. Right? I'm only four years younger than the man. I was full grown and he protected me. And he's like, no, my little brother don't It's not about that life. So I'm not bringing him around. So even when we were real young, he never let me go out with him when he was doing any of his Roddy Rob thing. Not that he was a bad person, but, you know, there's a lot of people out here self-medicating and such. So I know you have right. experience with him and that just shows the complexity of the man. Watch this where he doing his do. And he can bring you along in the process and y'all can do that and share wisdom that way. But then he doing his do and keeping me away from it because he know, I don't dibble and dabble in it. What an mm-hmm. amazing man. He could do both. Yeah. Good.
1: Yeah. So I remember that bachelor party and it was, it was a lot of fun. Hey, you was there. Yeah, man. I got ah, to go. was hey,
0: there for me. Cause <laughs> <laughs> remember you you clearly know I wasn't there. He never even I, invited me. He did not. Yeah. Invite me. He was well, like, he oh, knew man, better, he man. Come. Cause he, he knew where we were going and what
1: we was going to do. Yeah, so you
0: can't come. You, you just
1: didn't fit in in that circle. So, yeah, man, you know, um, yeah, people, sorry about that moment. But, you know, hey, these these emotions is raw. This is real, OK? You get to see real Black men showing real emotions.
0: That's this is great. something
1: you don't always get to see. So anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, man, so my big brother was able to, uh, yeah, yeah, he used to break down a lot of stuff to me. Um, and I just I remember those times in our younger days, you know, when you guys shared an apartment together and I used to come over there and kick it, i come over there and kick it with you, but I ended up kicking with him a lot more. Right. You know, it was right. crazy like that. Or when I would come back in town and I couldn't find you or whatever, and I'd just catch up with him and be like, yo, Rob, what's going on with you? You know, you talk about the family. And he had a family. I'm like, what is this dude doing with kids? Yeah. You know, he got a wife and everything. I, I know I was part of, I mean, I wasn't part of the wedding, but you know, I knew that didn't happen. And then once I started having a the family, there was a whole nother level that we could talk about, like dealing with the children, dealing with having stepchildren, dealing with having a wife that we love and cherish so much, but they get on our nerves. But you know, we still will protect them no matter what. We could talk about these things, and I had a big brother to go to for that. And um, man, it, it's just the, so many the, the opportunities, the stories, the times going fishing, the times just chilling in his yard, or. Or when he's cooking outside, and we got to hang out. Man, it was just enjoyable times. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Man, I, I, I just know I, I really miss him.
0: Of course, man. And it's a bunch of stories. And like you said, this is two black men really showing rugged and raw emotion. And my brother. Um, so I'll be honest. He wasn't always the best decision maker. Like he was. He got into some trouble. Yeah, like, he, he did. He got into. Yeah. He got into some trouble, but he wasn't. He wasn't bad. He was just misguided. And but once he got his life right, so I'll tell you guys a story. Um, so we, we call him Chef Rob because he was a chef. He went to culinary school and unfortunately, like he, he finished his work, but two weeks before he was supposed to walk, that's when he passed away. And the cool thing is that his school allowed his daughter, who was there to see him pass away, walk across the stage and accept her father's diploma, degree, however you, want to, however you want to call it. So I thought it was awesome. But when we were younger, my brother used to, even though a lot of people call me lame or whatever, my brother used to protect me like, no, he's not lame. That dude is gonna be something. And the craziest thing, the, the, the most influential thing that I've ever heard a person say to me is when my big brother told me, that he views me as his big brother because I was inspiring him to do great things.
1: So, mm-hmm.
0: you know, he was, you know, he had, he had problems with that drinking and that smoking, but he stopped. And he was at least two years, possibly three years sober when he went home to be with the Lord. Now I think
1: it was like three, three years. I remember it was, something, it was something
0: like that. Now here's the, here's the crazy part, bro. Um, when I moved away from Illinois down to Texas, I used to call my brother. I used to pray together every Tuesday. It was like clockwork. I would say, bro, God put it on my heart to just pray with you. And I would call him and say, You want to pray? And he was like, Nope. Well, then I'm gonna pray. And I would pray and I would pray and I would pray. And every week I would ask him, he said, No. Until man, about the last man, I would say four or five months before before he passed, he began to pray. He felt comfortable doing it. And we should just talk about God. And it was a part of his process of just becoming a better person, a better husband, a better father. This dude, as a father, my goodness, man. He had kids of his own, but he accepted three that were not his with his with his beautiful wife. She had three before they got married. And to this day, those kids still say, my dad is gone because they love that man so much. And that's how much of an impact. And just around the whole city that we grew up in, Champaign, at his at his funeral service, it was packed because that yeah. had such an impact. And the, the, the beautiful thing about it is, all these people knew him, but bruh, they didn't know him like we did. We got nah. those intimate moments. I used to like like intimate moments with this guy. I had access to him every time. And the reason we're doing this podcast is not just to like get out our feelings, but just showing how black men love and how impactful it is to have black men pouring into black men back and forth to one another. Because that is, we don't see that. We don't see it in media. We don't see it in our own hood. But Mac and I had the opportunity to have that firsthand.
1: That's right. So y'all, I want y'all to take, this, this chapter and to understand that, you know, there's a lot of people out here dealing with grief and loss right now. And we've already had the episode with Dr. Moloch talking about you need to go talk to somebody. If you're dealing with these stressors, these uh, feelings of abandonment, please go talk to somebody, please reach out. Don't just hold it in. Uh, I have the opportunity that I can talk to people around me that I can get this out with. I can talk, to Phil he helps us out. Yeah, I can talk to Rev, he can get help me get this out. I even talked to Big Brother Ren about it, and man, you know, sometimes I end up counseling him, consoling him. But still, I got the opportunity to talk with him, and get it out. So find yep. you a collective of people that can come around you and support you in these situations and these times. So don't let this be, don't let this be some a stumbling block that's gonna hold you back. Step upon this and understand that this grief, this loss me. It may, the the wound may never fully heal, but it will pass. We got to continue to live on because of this. So I get to take what he's given me and pass it on to you guys. So That's it's going to continue.
0: Yeah, That's it. Hey man, so let me ask you a question because what my brother's biggest pride and joy was, was being a father. So yeah. what kind of wisdom, because I'm not a father, I'm an uncle, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a father. What type of wisdom did he impart on you in fatherhood? Because the most important thing to you is being a husband, and a father.
1: Yeah, so I got to watch and learn from example. So the way he hung out with those kids, the way he talked to them kids, you would think they came from him. And I was like, man, that is awesome. Now, with me and my stepson, I mean, I use that name, stepson, right now. I don't normally do that, just like he didn't do that. I mean, that's my boy. That's my son. I've known him since he was, what was it, one and a half, two years old. I'm, I'm dad to him. I mean, he knows his dad, but he knows I've always been there. So I learned stuff like that from Rob. Just why, why are you going to separate him from the others? He is your child, too. You impart onto him just like you would any other child that's living in your house or any other child that you come across, which is part of his mentoring. You know, he, he was doing some mentoring. He may not have even understood it. Absolutely. But uh, sure. yeah, man, I, I, like I said, I got to watch and learn by example the way he treated his queen. And now occasionally I call Sophia and just check on her like, Hey, how you doing? You know, I mean, Sus, things good. You need anything? Of course you don't need nothing. You know how strong she is, but you know, I still yeah. call and check on her make sure things are good. And uh, yeah, man, I just appreciate the example he showed in the life that he lived, right. even though he made so many mistakes you know, that we all do, but he bounced back from him and made himself better. The resiliency of that story. man was
0: crazy. The resiliency was crazy, and he did show he did show those those mistakes, man. And just him as a brother, and back to that protection piece, um, I remember this vividly. I was, you know, Champagne Central High School, 1995, walking around freshman in high school. I'm the youngest person in the school because, you know, I started school a year early, all of this kind of stuff. And I am tight. Mm-hmm. And it was two dudes who, who – Saw me in the hallway, and you know they used to do freshman initiation, and they would try to pull it oh, yeah. or whatever, right? And it was two dudes that was walking in the hallway, and they they were up to no good. They was they was gonna get me, and I was sort of mm-hmm. stuck. I'm like, oh man, it's 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 a wrap. And they was like, yeah, who are you? Are you a freshman? And I tried to lie and say I wasn't. I was a sophomore or whatever, but they knew. Yeah. I mean, I was five foot. Now I might have even been five foot tall. I don't think like, he,
1: was he was five foot. I don't right? think I was
0: either. Yeah, right. We were <laughs> tiny. Um, And some other dude was like, no, no, man, don't mess with him. That's Roddy Rob's little brother, right? And they knew, like, either it's going to be a fight or Rob is so cool. That dude was just always protecting me. And I'll give another story. When me and him lived together, and I was driving to school one day. So I was living in Champaign, going to Illinois State um, in Bloomington, which is about 45 minutes to an hour away. And my car broke down while I'm in college, and I thought I was going to have to drop out of college. So I went back home and I was real down. He came home from work. And he was like, man, what's wrong with you? I'm like, man, I got to drop out of college. He's like, why? I'm like, because my car broke down. He was like, what you talking about? Just take my car up there every day. So my brother essentially gave up his car for me to go drive back and forth to school. Now, it wasn't every day. It was a couple days a week that I had to go. But he just gave it to me, man, because he wanted to see me do so well. That's that mm-hmm. pouring thing. That's that pouring into. This is the most, like, you talking about selfless? This dude just just gave and gave and gave, and no, he wasn't perfect. And that, I think that's what actually made it more dope that he wasn't perfect, that he would right. mess it up, and his and his his flaws were visible, but they were real, and it made him accessible and it made him real and it made let me know that whenever I make a mistake, because I still make them, I'm not perfect. I don't even try to be perfect. I just try to be my best because mm-hmm. he just tried to be his best. He tried to be his best father, the best husband best brother the best son to my mm-hmm. parents man it's a it's a beautiful thing man and, and though it was a tragic way for him to go we cannot let a whole season go by without talking about this man and just so y'all know the reason this is chapter 27 his birthday was 12 27 77 that's when mm-hmm. my brother was born so that 27 is an ode and a and a salute to Big Chef Rob
1: That's right, man. And we just could not let this pass without talking to him, even though we pushed it back so far. It's only fitting that it's the last episode. Um, Yeah, I just look back to how he just spoke to me once we were older, as I was a little brother, again, bringing me into the family, just just making sure I understood that I was loved, even though I didn't come from Birdie. You know, I, I felt yeah. like I was one of Birdie's babies. Man, you still and I are. appreciate that. You still
0: that. are, man. We, 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 bro. You know, I'll say this just because I think people need to hear it, bro. I love you. You know that. It ain't. I mean, come on, man. There's no. It's no weirdness in it. I talk yeah. to my brother every time I would talk to him on the phone. We would get off with, "I love you." We talked about this in the in the ode to Uncle Phil. He is the reason I'm openly. I can just say I love a man. Ain't no soft and sweet about it. That's my brother. I love him. You, my brother. I love you. What's wrong with saying that? Like, guess nothing wrong with saying that. And, and I think we need to we need to hear black men saying that. So man, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this. This is uh this is tough. I'm gonna throw to Mac and let him get it done. But just so y'all know, Chef Rob, always to the heart.
1: Yeah. And the community always, I mean, they've always held him up. So y'all, this is the episode, y'all been waiting on. Um, so we're gonna close this out. Uh let me not forget, hey man, love back at you. For and sure, for sure. guys. Yeah. Ladies, gents, this has been a great season, and this is the final chapter of this season. Believe me, we're coming back. Season two has got a lot waiting for y'all. So check us out. uh, Tell a friend, tell a friend, and come see what we're all about. So this has been another Nile production. I'm Mac. My man over here is Rev. And we're going to leave y'all again with peace and love.
0: We out. We'll be well. Peace. What's up, everybody? This is Rev, and you just concluded season one of the Black Minds Matter podcast. On behalf of Mac, I would like to thank you for every listen, every share, and everyone who rocked with us through this entire season. Yeah, we had some ups and downs. We were a little rough in the beginning, but we smoothed things out over time. Don't worry. Season two is right around the corner. We're just in the lab getting some fresh topics and new ideas. As always, be good and be well, and we leave you with peace and love.